What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Dad Needs to Talk. I'm your host, Robert, and today, today, I'm going to be talking about uninformed echoes, and specifically, <laughs> my thoughts on the Suicide Squad game, um, as well as some other stuff, like some winter anime and some other games that I've touched on, but before I get into all that, as always, if this is your first time here, then welcome, but... If you're a returning listener and or watcher, then welcome back. Y'all know here at Danny's to Talk, it's a conversational show all about discussions and reviews surrounding fatherhood and family, manga, anime, TV, movies, and of course, video games. So, everybody out there is doing well. Um, it has still been a kind of a crazy time for my family with what I talked about last episode. I'm not going to go into it again, but kind of still dealing with that family situation and stuff. Um, but in the midst of that, you know, trying to find some positivity and of course, you know, having support of family and friends and then of course having some uh, interesting things to kind of uh, divert my attention to like some anime um, some very awesome winter anime I'm gonna touch on later in the show. Um, if this are, if if you're new here, or whatever, check the timestamps for any specific topics and stuff you want to jump to. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna touch on some of the new winter anime, as well as a couple of uh game demos and stuff. Uh, but before that, uh, life talk. So family and stuff, like I said, still kind of going through things, or whatever. But all, but in general, everybody's doing okay. Um. You know, school started back the last week, so we're kind of been getting back in the swing of things with that. So, uh, kids had their first basketball game from winter break and stuff. Um, daughters did okay, though both of them lost their games. But, um, and my son, his team is still, his school, I should specify, is still undefeated and stuff. And so, shout out to, uh, what is this called? DDM Sports on Instagram. Um, Davis Digital Media. Um, it is somebody here in the DFW area who you can hire to record games and put uh, put together like a, a editing package and stuff, whatever. So we, uh, my wife hired him, came out to my son's home game this week. And... Uh, this guy does fantastic work. Um, those of y'all watching the video version of the podcast on YouTube, I got the video up on on screen now, whatever for y'all to see. But uh, and it's kind of funny because, you know, I've mentioned before, my wife does all the home games and I do all the away games because our oldest son and our twin daughters they're all in the eighth grade, and so of course they all do basketball, which means that each week, you know. The boys play one spot, the girls play another. So we just decided, hey, wife, you'll do all, my wife should do all the home games. I'll do all the away games. And so this week, my son played home, daughters played away. So I was at their game. And I was kind of laughing watching this footage or whatever because my wife, you know, was to me like, yeah, Jay kind of had a off game or whatever, wasn't really doing his best, or whatever. And of course, hey, shout out to uh, the dude that did the footage or whatever. But. <laughs> An off game for my son, he still dropped, I think she said like 15 or something or whatever this game. Um, and then even today, um, he got invited to 
uh, guest star with a different team this week. Um, just as like a uh, a pickup game and um, in, in, a, in a tournament that was that was happening in the area. And the funny thing is, is like she said he went off like the three games he did. He scored 15 the first game or no 15, 17, something 15 the first game, I think 19 the second game and 27 the third game. <laughs> so, hey man, he'd he be putting in work, but uh, but yeah, so shout, shout out to DDM Sports. Um, if you're here in the DFW area, um, check out their Instagram page and hit them up, you know, for, for pricing and stuff. Cause like I said, hey, he did fantastic work um, on recording my son's game and then, you know, doing, chopping it down, doing some edits and stuff that he puts up and promotes on his Instagram page. And then he also gives you... Uh, a full copy of the full game as well that he recorded so that's that's like a pretty dope um package and i think for this one i think it was like 80 bucks which honestly is not bad for the work that he did um in the turnaround time like <laughs> i think like that same night or whatever or at least early, early the next morning he already had this uh package that i showed on video or whatever on the screen already done or whatever so uh and then he sent my wife the full thing um, within the next day or so, but, um, but yeah, so very, very dope stuff. Um, but yeah, so aside from that, you know, a lot of y'all know I live in Texas, um, in the DFW area. And so I'm sure a lot of y'all are here preparing for this, uh, little cold front we got coming over the next couple of days. So I decided, I was like, you know what, it's Saturday night. I'm kind of, you know, record and stuff, whatever, and then just buckle down to snuggle up for a couple of days and stuff uh, but I hope everybody out there stays safe and stays warm and hopefully this is just like a light you know little thing that'll kind of pass whatever because um, I don't think there's no indication that this is gonna be nothing crazy like what we've had in the last couple of years where it's like hey everything shut down for a week or whatever so but um but yeah so otherwise like I said things have been pretty pretty chill um, literally and figuratively speaking <laughs> uh, there is a I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot because this will be the only manga thing I'm gonna touch on or whatever because uh, I don't, I don't mm, yeah there, there's nothing else life wise I want to talk about so just gonna give a quick shout out to uh, there's a manga um, I've been reading through over the last week uh, let me make sure I get the actual name Sorry. Uh, let me see. Rainbow. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. Um, it's called Rainbow. The uh, I always get the name mixed up. I believe yeah, Rainbow the Seven from Cell Six Block Two. Now. This, honestly, and I am not lying, this has been one of the best things I have read in a long time. Now, the manga is done, and they did a 26-episode anime that pretty much covered the kind of like first two story arcs, whatever, of the show, of the, of the manga. But um, I discovered it because I was on Crunchyroll last week, and... 
I can't remember if, if it had just got added to Crunchyroll or if it was just my recommended thing. But anywho, I see something or whatever uh, just called Rainbow. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So I'm clicking on it or whatever, looking around at it or something. Like, okay. And so, you know, as I do, do my research and I'm looking around on social media, Twitter and stuff, whatever. And one of the homies that I follow on Twitter or whatever had it listed with some other series that I really enjoy as far as I think it was like a villain saga kaiji and it, it was another one that that they had uh that they had it in the same conversation with and so I was like okay I need to reach out to this person and see like what what's up with what's up with this series okay yeah the other series was parasite the maximum <laughs> So I'm like, okay, you got this thing listed with Kaiji, The Ultimate Gambler, which I just watched uh, a year or two years ago, um, Villain Soccer, which is one of my all-time favorites, which is why I got it on my shelf behind me, and Parasite, a classic. So I'm like, okay, what is this thing, whatever. So basically, in a, in a basic nutshell, because I do plan on giving this series its own separate thing at some point in time, but uh, basically it follows six... Uh, they're considered minors because they're at the start of the story they're like 16 17 years old and uh who have the nicknames of joe mario supon bermoto heitai and kiyabetsu or kayabetsu um and then the seventh one is a guy that, that they meet um, a little bit later called uh sakuragi and so basically all seven of these young men uh end up in this uh, juvenile facility for a variety of things some of which is crimes or things that they did in like to like protect somebody or where basically people don't have don't know the full context for all these different situations but you know this is uh, I think what post think World War Two, I believe and so because uh, this is what the 1950s and so yeah, so basically, it's just a lot of crimes and stuff going on or whatever, and a lot of people um, just kind of getting thrown into prison systems and stuff, whatever. But anywho, so it basically just follows these seven young men and how they come together and form one of the dopest brotherly bonds I have seen in recent memories and just all the situations that they go through within this prison and like there is some stuff in here like this is like super high mature rated whatever this is basically some stuff that uh uh a young guts from berserk uh went through and a certain situation that he got put in or whatever if you know what i'm talking about then put two and two together with you know young man in a prison system and you get with probably some stuff that happened or whatever so but throughout all this whatever of course this, the whole story is not just them in this prison but that's kind of like the starting point of it or whatever but I am about a hundred and twenty something chapters in so I'm pretty much in like the kind of like third arc so to speak whatever because it kind of does the, the the flow of it to where it's like uh you know, after a certain point, it's like part one end, part two end. So I just started part three. And of course, 
lots of time has happened over the course of this. I think where I'm at now, I think it's been maybe five to six years, I think, collectively, I think for, for where I'm at right now, because cause they all, all the kids were 16, 17 when this started, and most of them are 20, 21 at this point or whatever. So, so yeah, so a, hand, a handful of years. But, uh, but yeah, it has just been so, 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 so fantastic. Uh, like I said, just seeing just like all the different situations that these guys go through and the way they stick together. And you get backstory for all of the, for all of the kids. And you also get growth and development arcs for each of them continuously throughout this story to where you kind of deal with each of them and certain arcs within each part. So each of them kind of go through certain things uh, within the overall story arc, whatever. And the driving theme with all of them is that they are always there to support each other and have each other's back. Um, even when it's stuff to where it's like, hey, this person's being hard-headed or they're kind of in over their head or you know they don't want to listen to reason they will go above and beyond like through mud dirt fighting whatever the case may be whatever pull whatever strings and conditions they need to whatever to support their brotherhood and so it has just been fantastic and some of the uh surrounding cast members and people that have uh that they've encountered along the way have been have been um super amazing and stuff as well so yeah it, it has just been um a very fantastic uh, manga to read and so I was debating on if I wanted to do like a separate podcast episode for like different parts or whatever or if I'm just going to just go through it all I might just go through just finish it all because I'm already kind of like at the halfway point and then just do a general overall serious discussion um, because I think this is something that I don't need to tell every single detail of or whatever, but I do want to talk about in general. So, uh, so yeah, so Rainbow, the seven from cell six compound two. Yeah, cell six block two. So, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very, very dope stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, it's what, 235 chapters total. Um, I do kind of want to try to maybe watch the anime as well before I do like a full like review thing or whatever on it but we'll see we'll see um when, when that time comes and stuff so all right so now for kind of the the kind of main topic thing <laughs> uh that i want to touch on and like i said this is kind of stemming off of stuff that's going on with the uh suicide squad killed the justice league game and the kind of uh, discussions happening around it. So that's what I'm about to talk about. Okay, so before I fully, fully dive into this, this uh, Suicide Squad game situation, I'm gonna give a little bit of context for uh, my point of view, where I'm about to come from in this discussion, because that is why I'm gonna title this episode, Unin Uninformed Echoes. Um, so. We can, I can finally talk about this. So back at the end of November, I believe, I got a chance to play the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, 
um, alpha test. So I got an invite for that, but we were under NDA to where we couldn't even talk about it. Um, which at first it sucked, but it was like, whatever it is, what it is. But as the last couple of months have gone by and then last week, they did a, uh, um, a lot of like bigger gaming websites and publications and stuff, whatever, um, went to a preview event where they also got to play it or whatever and share their thoughts on it and stuff. And it's just been chaos across social media and stuff uh, for the last week. And it sucked seeing the chaos unfold and not being able to like fully, fully give my thoughts and opinions on the game because we were under NDA or whatever, which, you know, a lot of people have still been speaking anyways or whatever, but trying to do my best to honor as, as close as possible. But finally, the other day, they were like, hey, alpha, alpha players, I can finally talk about it or whatever. So that is why I'm here to talk about it, mainly because I want to talk about my experiences that I have with the game because there is so much kind of like misinformation going around about this game. A lot of uninformed people online talking about stuff that they have no clue about because they didn't even play the game or they haven't played the game yet um and it's just like i said just a lot of just like chaos and stuff whatever and so for for preview events and stuff like this with a lot of like like i said like ign and games like the bigger uh publications and uh content creators and stuff whatever i think a lot of times whenever we see thoughts, opinions, articles, whatever, that it is important that you as a listener or watcher or reader of whatever the coverage is, that you have as much clear context for the situation that the person got to play the game and stuff in. Um, and so like, for example, for IGN, um, they mentioned that, you know, they went through like the initial tutorial thing, whatever, play kind of like 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 the, the intro part of the game and then they got jumped into like a few chapters later in the game whatever with a different character and all this stuff whatever and a lot of just like stuff just unlocked or whatever and they didn't have much time to play around or whatever because they basically had like i think they got like three hours or so for their uh preview event or whatever so with that being said, and what I was reading through that article and some of the other discussions and stuff I'm seeing going around. So from my perspective, in the alpha, we got to play that tutorial part or whatever, but we got to play without any skips ahead or anything or whatever from the very beginning of the game up through basically a boss fight with um, Green Lantern. So... But aside from that or whatever, so once you trigger that or whatever, then, you know, that's kind of the stopping point of the alpha. But if you never go into that mission or whatever, we kind of had unlimited time to play. I think, I think collectively I maybe played like a handful of hours, but I know some people who played dozens of hours during that alpha period because we had it for uh, maybe like a few days to maybe a week tops. I believe maybe a few days. So three to five or so days, whatever. And so from my time playing the game, it actually turned me around on it because once again, 
just going off of the initial way that the game was shown or whatever and how a lot of people have been talking about it or whatever, it was kind of like, eh, I don't know if, if this is going to be my type of thing or whatever, but I am so happy I got a chance to actually play myself, like I said, in a way to where it's like, hey, I'm at home playing on my own system with no little to no restrictions or whatever. So I played through the intro part or whatever, and so I will say that intro part was a little wonky trying to get used to it because you basically the tutorial thing whatever um made me play through all four of the characters so just as a reminder harley quinn captain boomerang king shark and deadshot so you play through as each of the four characters or whatever just kind of like getting kind of like 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 a basic feel for how they move and stuff whatever but playing through that tutorial intro part or whatever i was kind of like I honestly was not feeling it at that point or whatever. And I was like, man, I don't know. This this feels super weird because the way a lot of like the the button layouts and controls, like 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 the uh the button mapping or whatever was kind of uh finicky or whatever. Um, you know, like I said, just like me just jumping in new or whatever. But I ended up being happy that I stuck with it because once you actually start the story mode, this is where I saw the signs of Rocksteady Studios. And just a reminder for those who might have forgot, this is the same studio who made the Batman Arkham trilogy. So Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Um, and of course, it's been almost a decade since Arkham Knight. So it's been a long time. People have been waiting for a new game from them. And so, like I said, like that tutorial part, I was kind of, I don't know, because things ain't moving as, or it doesn't feel like it was moving as snappy and free-flowing like Batman was. And that's kind of where I had to kind of like separate it a bit towards like, hey, yes, this is that same studio, but I need to be open to not only the fact that this is a different game, but this has been nine years, eight, nine, almost 10 years since they last game so a little bit more of an open mind and just play the game for what it is and see where it takes you and so when the story mode stuff started off whatever and every time throughout my time playing the game every time you went to a cutscene and the story stuff whatever you saw i saw the high level rock steady production because in general the game looks great like visually the game looks great the cutscenes and stuff the character models all that stuff looks super clean super good super solid i'm like okay there's rocksteady it's right there it's right there the gameplay and stuff was kind of like eh, i don't know like i said because this is something new but the story and the cutscenes and stuff whatever that i mainly care about was there and the other thing I'm going to mention too for context is that I played the beta, I played the alpha fully solo by myself. And that is something else a lot of people are kind of misinformed on to where it's like, yes, the game is technically always online right now. Eventually, um, after launch, they're going to put out a update to make it to where you can play offline. But yes, it is always online, but... If you want to play solo, like I do, I love my single player story driven games or whatever, you can do that. And so basically, you pick whichever of the four 
characters characters that you want to play as and the rest are just controlled by AI or whatever, you know, just just uh, bots or whatever. And they're pretty competent. You know, when I was in combat situations or whatever, I didn't feel like, oh, my God, where's the help? It was like, no, you know, if I if I went down, they came over, healed me up or whatever and so on and so forth. And so in that essence, and then when you're kind of just like out in the open world or whatever, you can freely switch between the four characters. I think it is only when you are locked into a active mission. Um, I believe if I remember correctly, you can't change while you're inside of a gameplay mission. Um, but once that mission is over, then you can switch to any of the four at any point at any point in time. And so that way you're not feeling like crap. I started the game off with King Shark and you get a couple hours in and it's like, crap, do I have to start the whole game over with somebody else? And it's like, no, you just pick a different character, try them or whatever and get a feel for how they play and stuff. And so, so yeah, so the cutscenes, the story stuff was super dope. Um, you, cause you kind of, and, and I feel like getting to play the game from the beginning gave a lot more context to certain things because when you're doing the tutorial thing, whatever you're using all these different powers and abilities and stuff, whatever. It's like, it's like, why? Like, like, of course I'm not like a super big comic book person or whatever, but I'm also like, okay, why is Captain Boomerang throwing his boomerang and then like teleporting to it or whatever, or like running super fast. Like he's, you know, got the speed force or whatever. And I'm like, okay, maybe something in the comics that I don't know. Well, the sort of the game or whatever when you first go on the mission or whatever you end up in kind of this like justice league museum and that is where and they have like a bunch of like old weapons and gear and stuff from different uh dc characters and stuff and that's how each of the four gets their uh find their signature weapons and stuff whatever but also get like these extra abilities from these extra heroes and so that's how captain boomerang got the speed force stuff order because he had he found some, something of the flashes in this museum that he combined with his uh boomerang and his gear and stuff whatever and so i was like okay that is pretty cool and a moment that kind of shown something else to whatever that i'm like okay this is super dope and i can't wait to see how they might expand that later on in the story there's a section where you're going through this uh some building I can't I can't remember what the building it for if if it was going to the museum or what it was, but basically you're getting stalked by Batman, and so if you've played any of the uh, Batman Arkham games, one of the funnest things about those games is of course being Batman, getting to kind of like lurk in the shadows and like doing like stealth takedowns on enemies or putting you know um, uh, explosive gel on the ground or whatever catch may be getting, getting, you know, strung up upside down or whatever, you get to be on the receiving end of that. So you're kind of like sneaking around this environment and dodging Batman traps or whatever. And you kind of like seeing his like shadow passing by. And it, it was like super dope. And I was like, I was like, okay, okay. The stuff that I want is here. And while so some of the so, okay so so get into some of the parts that were kind of like a little bit weird that still kind of left me feeling a little off whatever was the presentation of how they're doing the kind of like uh live service stuff so like so like you 
complete missions and stuff, whatever, and you get gear and stuff, whatever, which on paper, hey, it's whatever. Uh, but I didn't like how after the mission or whatever, they take you to that kind of like, like separate screen where you see all the different guns and gear and stuff, whatever, that you had unlocked or whatever. Because I'm kind of like, ah, I'd rather just, hey, you know, I beat the mission or whatever. Okay, I picked up a gun. I'll look at that later or whatever instead of like, hey, that's taking up your screen. You're going to look at this gun or whatever. Um, you know, that, that was definitely like a part I didn't like. Uh, it was also kind of weird, kind of like, kind of like with the like live service interface, or whatever, to where it's kind of like you're queuing up a mission and stuff, whatever. That part felt a little weird and stuff. But like I said, you know, that was kind of, kind of like a minor nitpick in the grand scheme of things. Because another thing that I saw a lot of people losing their minds over were screenshots of the HUD. Now, yes, there is a lot of stuff kind of going on within the game. But I feel like, especially for people who have not played it and are just seeing these crazy looking screenshots out of context or whatever, or like, oh my God, that looks so crazy. Why are there like coins and numbers and da-da-da-da all over the screen? The numbers thing, whatever, it's just like any other game kind of like this where like shooter game like this, like a uh, Borderlands to where when you're shooting at the enemies or whatever, you're seeing the damage and stuff coming off of them, whatever. The kind of like uh, slot machine jackpot thing with the coins and stuff, whatever, that is literally a very small moment in time that is captured frame by frame in those images because that is like a uh, this ability or perk one of the characters can unlock to where when you get certain types of kills, it'll do like a roulette uh, uh, thing or whatever really quickly to give you like bonus damage or, you know, basically you, you roll in for like bonus damage or bonus health or whatever catch may be or whatever. And that is what some of that stuff is that you're seeing on screen. But when I think back to my time playing the game or whatever, like, and I'm looking at these screenshots or whatever, these like stills with all the stuff on the screen and everybody's like, losing their mind i'm honestly like i don't even remember <laughs> any of that stuff being a problem you know because it was, it was like cause like it's like the coin thing or whatever it was like it'll it be like a quick you know splash of coins come out after you you know kill the last enemy or whatever and you you know you're just running around or whatever and then you absorb the coins and it's like okay whatever you know it's not that big of a deal <laughs> everybody is like super freaking out just like i said it's just like the game already got off to a bad start because of how they first chose to present it and then it got that leaked image of the kind of like live service set kind of kind of fortnite -y screen or whatever everybody's like oh my god there's gonna be a battle pass and all this stuff whatever and it's like no yes there is some type of like pass thing or whatever but it is all literally cosmetics so it's like different outfits or hats and stuff, whatever, clothing for your characters. But there is no actual like literal Fortnite type of stuff in the game. It is literally a online, a, a online cooperative shooter within the Arkham world. Because this game takes place a handful of years after the storyline of Arkham Knight, you're in Metropolis City. Brainiac has taken over majority of the Justice League's minds and stuff. And so, yes, you're on a mission to supposedly kill the Justice League. Okay. You know, everybody's freaking out about stuff, whatever. And it's like, 
slow your roll. So, but like I said, I am just like I said, just happy to finally be able to get this off my chest and talk about it. Um, now going to more on the the uh, the gameplay front of things. Now, yes, I, I would love for this to be more of a uh, pure melee action, whatever, like Batman or Arkham games, or whatever. But it is what it is. That's not what this game is. Um, all the characters have different guns and weapons and stuff that they use. Um, but they do each use melee attacks and special abilities and stuff as well. So like I said, I mainly played as Captain Boomerang. So. It felt a little slow and weird to get used to. But once I kind of, like I said, spent some some time, some hours with it or whatever, I started kind of finding the flow of things or whatever. So because with Captain Boomerang and he has the speed force stuff with the boomerang, you can zip around the freaking map like crazy if you know how to kind of like chain the movements and stuff, whatever. And there, there is one gift somebody had where it's just like pure chaos in a good way of some gunplay with him to where like he's like uh running sliding in shotgunning somebody whatever freaking throwing your boomerang you can teleport to where the boomerang is or whatever at any point in the area on the map whatever so so like example i'm fighting some enemies or whatever here on the ground and then there are some enemies or whatever up there on the roof i literally just throw my boomerang up there up in, in the vicinity on the roof or whatever teleport up there whatever shoot them from the sky or whatever or you know i get up to this you know i teleport from the ground to the sky then teleport again behind the enemies or whatever hit them or whatever when i'm close enough or whatever i can do melee attacks with my boomerang and stuff and each of the characters can do melee attacks once they're like up close or whatever and uh change stuff like that and then i had unlocked a special ability to where basically um I throw out my boomerang, whatever, into like, into like 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 a group of enemies, or whatever, and you basically like use the speed force to dart around to all the enemies within a certain uh, vicinity or radius of the, of your uh, of your attack, and takes them all out or whatever. It is like super dope, and so you like you do that, zip around, psh, 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 knock them all out, and then go back to the shooting or whatever. And it's like it felt really fun to do. And like I said, like Captain Boomerang was my main. Um, I play. I tried playing a little bit with Harley Quinn, but I couldn't really get like in like a good natural flow state with her. Uh, but that that's how it's gonna be with with each of the characters or whatever. It's just kind of like learning the nuances and stuff. And each of them have like I think it was like a few different skill trees and stuff, whatever that you can spec into whatever for you know for weapon damage for like the melee stuff with your signature weapons and so on and so forth. So, yeah, overall, I had a freaking blast with the game, and I look forward to playing it, uh, hopefully around launch. You know, I just don't, finances, I'm a dad, five kids, life's busy, but if I have the money to spare or whatever, then I don't mind playing this game at launch, because like I said, the story stuff alone um, balances things out for me to where, at least like I said, like from what I got to play and like some like, like the general missions or whatever, it's like, yes, it's kind of just like some like generic mob enemies, but that's freaking the same thing that was in uh, the Batman Arkham games where you had the different groups of the of the uh, you know uh, Two Faces goons or Penguins goons or whatever, just you know 
nameless grunt that you're beating up whatever and it's kind of pretty much the same thing here except for it's just kind of like civilians that got turned into like these like alien looking creature things or whatever and so yeah you're going around taking out these people taking out these uh these uh enemies or whatever and it's fun it is fun to traverse the city um and like i said just kind of like learning the getting the flow state of stuff whatever uh you know having to deal with the justice league members and stuff whatever dealing with amanda waller uh oh and of course the kind of like uh interpersonal like banter and stuff between the four characters or whatever kind of reminds me of the Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out a few years ago or whatever so um to where it's constant talk and banter between the characters both um within the cutscenes but also outside of the cutscenes and stuff and so it is what it is that that is what this game is or whatever and so like I said like people like I said, it, it, it just sucked for a few days and just seeing now of course hey if, if you don't care about the game or whatever that is fine but like i said just like some of you like i said just mainly from like the un uninformed perspective which i get some stuff you can only glean so much from from what you get access to so so most people will only get the screenshots or watch gameplay videos or whatever or hear you know some of these big sites and stuff whatever talk about their short uh you know cobbled together preview event or whatever that they went to whatever and i get it but it feels like sometimes people don't take that extra step to do that extra level of due diligence before they read a headline and it's like oh my god okay well hey ign don't like it or whatever or so-and-so person uh says they hate this that and the other or whatever yeah this game is going to be a commercial flop you know going to be dead on arrival or whatever and it's like i do not believe that because sometimes i have to just remind myself and remind others whatever that a lot of us sometimes are in this echo chamber this bubble on social media and stuff to where it feels like it's a lot of people that are upset about something or not happy or whatever the case may be or whatever um when in the grand scheme of things whatever that is just a small portion of people because like prime example online it was a lot of you know discussions and and people refusing to cover the game and i talk about it or whatever with hogwarts legacy last year or whatever um but then that game went on to sell 22 million copies and became the best-selling game last year because majority of people when you're dealing with big named properties like these comic book superhero games and stuff whatever or stuff like harry potter and different things like that or whatever to where there are more people that are just quote-unquote just normal civilians who don't spend all day on social media who don't listen to podcasts or read uh gaming websites or whatever to even know that there you know is controversy or that uh a lot of reviewers are, are talking negatively about their impressions on playing a game or whatever the case may be or whatever it is like the average person who you know is just a student or you know in college or just a ra random parent who grew up 
watching Harry Potter, who grew up um, enjoying DC comics or just comic book stuff in general, who will go and watch the movies and stuff, whatever, or watch the TV series, but they don't engage in online discussions on Facebook or, you know, TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and stuff, whatever. It is just, hey, I enjoy comic book stuff, whatever. Oh, I'm gonna go get that, uh, go watch that movie or whatever. Or, hey, oh, there's a, there's a game out about this thing or whatever. Cool. You know, they're at the store, grocery shopping or whatever, and just happen to swing through electronics or whatever and see copies of this game just on the shelf. It's like, oh, cool. I did not know that this game was out. Or they watch sports or whatever the case may be or whatever. And it's like, oh, there's an ad during an NFL game or a football game or whatever regular TV stuff, whatever, for this game or this thing or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. There's a Suicide Squad game out of it. There's a, there's a Harry Potter game or whatever, you know, big name property or whatever. Cool. I'm going to go check that out or whatever. And, you know, there there's like a small portion of them that might go to a big website. Like, okay, hey, what, what, what review score did IGN or GameSpot or whatever give this or whatever? But a lot of them don't care about that stuff. A lot of them are just like, oh, cool. Here's this game. I bought it. Cool. I enjoyed it. Didn't enjoy it. Whatever the case may be or whatever. And so sometimes we got to remember that whatever discourse is going on within our echo chamber is just a fraction of the overall conversation. Like I said, when you're talking about big named properties like this. So as for myself, I feel like this game will do fine. I'm not saying it's going to blow up like, you know, Hogwarts Legacy did or whatever, of course, because that was a purely single player adventure game or whatever um, that's easy to grasp around versus this being more of like a uh, advertised as kind of like a online co-op shooter thing or whatever. Um, but I think just off of it being a Suicide Squad, just a comic book thing or whatever, it's going to do solid is what I predict. I definitely don't see right now. I feel like I don't see it's going to be like a commercial flop and all of a sudden half of Rocksteady is laid off or the studio is shut down or whatever. No, I think this will be a lesson learned for that studio for WB executives because it's kind of funny that this online type of game is coming out a year after they had such a huge success with Hogwarts Legacy or Warner Brothers and so it's like now the executives are like crap okay so the single player stuff can work whatever but they've also been trying to push all this online multiplayer functions and stuff whatever so but yeah so either way it's, it's going to be an interesting launch to see when it comes out um in less than a month now um and like I said if I have some coins to spare I will get it and I will play it because like I said I just want to see where this story goes and if I can just have some decent fun along the way just fighting some grunts and stuff um, across the city of Metropolis while seeing what creative ways they do these encounters with the uh, the Justice League members and stuff whatever then hey I am here for it like I don't see myself like getting like you can go super deep and do different character builds and stuff whatever because uh it also kind of reminds me of like how uh games like uh um the division same thing kind of like a similar thing to where it's like 
I mainly play Division 2 for sure solo by myself even doing like those big kind of like uh, not the raid raid things but kind of, but the higher level stuff that they had later on in the game whatever I was doing those by myself slowly and meticulously whatever but I was doing them by myself but kind of like a similar thing to where like before you go into the world you can kind of pick kind of like a difficulty of the world or whatever and so I just stick with just like like the basic level but hey you get those difficulty options or whatever and if you want to just play fully by yourself you can set that setting or if you want to of course team up with people on your friends list or you can also open it up to where hey this is just open to anybody online that wants to hop in and play whatever so but uh, um but yeah so i'm looking forward to suicide squad cure the justice league um like i said it comes out on february 2nd um on ps5 and xbox series and pc so I'm down to see what Rock City brings, but like I said, I, I just I'm happy that the that they lifted the NDA on the alpha stuff, whatever. Because I'm like I have to talk about this and stuff. So, cause like I said, just like the comparison of the the test environment that the, that these people did their preview in with only a few hours and kind of got jumped around to different chapters and stuff um, versus what I got to do, which was play from the beginning of the game. With unlimited time at my leisure, and getting a getting a chance to kind of get familiar with the systems and the uh, the character builds and stuff, whatever like that or whatever, kind of made me come away with a different viewpoint. Now, yes, there were some people that after the alpha were still like, "Eh, nah, it, this definitely is not my thing." But like I said, I'm glad that they did the alpha and that I was able to get in and experience that and stuff. So, uh. So yeah, so moral of the story is do more research on things and also when possible, if you're able to hop into these things, whatever, keep your eyes open because a lot of times these, these companies will do closed beta tests, closed alphas, test sessions, whatever, um, sometimes even free demos, which I'm going to talk about one in a second. Um, so you can kind of like form your own opinion or and also look for your friends or just like peers and stuff whatever because like i said that's why i wanted to talk about this here on this platform to where it's like yes i'm never going to reach as many people as a big name place like ign and stuff whatever will or you know like bigger you know uh content creators and stuff whatever will which is kind of why originally i was going to do this as a separate uh discussion thing or whatever on its own or whatever but just because of knowing some of the potentially nasty people that might find that and be kind of crazy or whatever, I was like, you know what? I'll just put this within my show or whatever. Um, and the people that find it, find it. And so be it or whatever. So, uh, so yeah. So, anywho. Make your own decision calls. Like I said, that goes for just stuff across the board when you're able to. Um, just because we have YouTube videos, hey, heck, you can even just wait and watch uh, somebody on launch day or whatever, or a streamer that you like, whatever, or somebody that you follow who kind of like has like similar tastes as you in games or whatever medium or whatever, watch, see what they have to talk about it on their podcast or review or discussion, whatever the case may be, whatever. So, anywho, enough on that game. So, like I said, I will talk more about it. Um, whenever the, whenever the time comes and I actually get to play the full game myself.
after release. Now, like I said, going into another game that I got a chance to check out or whatever, um, which I was so, so happy about. Um, and that is uh, Prince of Persia. Uh, what is the sub name for this game? Look at my PlayStation app. Uh, let me see. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Now, when they first when they first showed this game off uh, last year or whatever, honestly, I was kind of like, eh, I I I, look, I had honestly like like little to no interest in this game, not because I thought it looked bad, but just because I was like, eh, Prince of Persia, I've never really played many of those games and never really got into that series. So, you know, I was like, you know what, whatever, you know, if I, if I get to try it out, whatever, but it was not a priority on my radar at all. So they announced like a month ago, whatever, like, Hey, there's going to be a free demo on all platforms. And I mean, everything PS5, PS4, Xbox series X, S and Xbox one. Nintendo Switch and PC and I think even maybe even um, Amazon Luna streaming thing whatever so it is on all these platforms or whatever and I am so happy they did this because not only me playing the demo and stuff myself uh, changed my perspective but also I learned that this isn't just any old Ubisoft team that is working on this game this is Ubisoft Montpellier, I believe, who is just, which is the studio behind my beloved Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins games that came out over a decade ago. And y'all know how much that series means to me. I've still been playing. I still play Rayman Legends frequently, uh, primarily with my son Vash. Uh, we we love and play this game all the time um heck even before i became a father i was playing this with my nieces and nephews all the time my, my sister's kids and to be able to transition from playing with my nieces and nephews to now playing it with my own kids and stuff whatever it's just like a beautiful thing and a strong connection and so once i learned that piece of info and before i played the demo and i was kind of just like i went back and i was like looking at some like 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 more recent trailers and gameplay or whatever and it's like when you're watching it with the knowledge that this is from the people who made Rayman Legends and Origins it's like I see it I see the DNA there uh, from the character movements and stuff whatever to of course because it's you know side scrolling just like the Rayman games or whatever but just like from the character movements to the action and the combat and stuff whatever the secrets and stuff because it, it is kind of like a like a metroidvania style of game to where you get different powers and abilities and stuff whatever which lets you backtrack and unlock secrets and other passages and other routes and stuff whatever and so which is a lot which is a big part of the rayman legends and rayman legends and stuff whatever where there's a lot of secrets and stuff whatever in those games and so playing the demo yesterday um was super dope the game looks great i love the art style and the visual aesthetic that they went with for the game um i was very happy to see that even though 
Um, now there there are some cutscenes and stuff, whatever. But even just for like, like, uh, and like how a lot of kind of like a not sim. Uh, what are those games? Uh, it's not the sim games, but basically the games where you kind of just have like have like the character profile and it's text, or whatever. For those parts, they're fully voiced. So all the characters in the game are fully voiced. So the first time. I see the character theme pop up. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to read this, whatever. But then I hear them talking. I was like, oh, there's vo full voice acting, whatever, in this. And so I'm like, okay, voice acting is clean, top notch. Gameplay is super dope. I watched somebody on Twitter that I came across had this, uh, this gameplay clip that they did of the combat. I'm going to see if I can... Uh, I don't know if I have it handy, but anywho, it, it just showed them, uh, doing all types of like really dope, uh, gameplay stuff and just seeing like, like, like the moves and the combat and stuff. It was like, yo, this looks like super clean. Like once you get deeper in the game and you have all these techniques and stuff, whatever, I was like, this is going to be super awesome or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so that that just got my hype even higher. But like I said, I played through the demo or whatever, really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to get my hands on the full game. Um, and the dope thing is that the game is coming out. I think it's gonna be like fifty bucks for like the regular edition, or sixty for like a deluxe edition and stuff. Um, which is super cool that it's a, at a little bit of a cheaper price and stuff, but it's of a high quality. So yeah, so. Uh, so shout out to Ubisoft for putting out this free demo of the game. Um, and I mentioned this last year when I was doing my, my, my game of the year discussion, um, wrap up thing. Uh, that was like a highlight for me last year was more video games started to come out with more demos and stuff lately. Um, cause there was another game, of course, I'm not too much interested in this, but just, I downloaded it just for the sake of it. It's this, uh, Graham, I think it's Graham Blue. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Um, it's a JRPG that's coming out um, within the next couple of months. There's a demo for that as well. And so I was like, you know what? Hey, free demo. I'm going to try it out or whatever. So, and even just like just like the small portion I played in the tutorial of that or whatever, seemed pretty clean. So, like I said, it's not nothing that's on my radar now, but I'm still happy I had the opportunity to even just to try it and stuff, whatever. So, uh, so yeah, so shout out to these teams doing this stuff. Um, so yeah, more demos. Um, last little thing I'll touch on just game-wise before I touch on some anime stuff and then get out of here. Uh, there was a uh, a preview event uh, in a more positive light that they did for this game called... Uh, Shoot, what is that game called? Sorry, I'm like my brain literally just went blank as I was trying to think of it. Uh, do, 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 do. Where is the name of this game? Pacific Drive. So this is a game that is going to be on PS5 and PC only coming out, I believe, at the end of February. Um, and so this game. I was not on my radar at all just because this it was you know the trailers whatever I'm like, okay you're in a car some spooky stuff going on or whatever 
I don't care. Well, I watched, uh, I believe it was ACG um, and many other people, but that this is the one that like did like a really good in-depth look at the game or whatever. So they got to spend several, like eight to 10 plus hours with this game or whatever. And just seeing the game, like there is so much more going on with this game to where it's definitely kind of got like some, some like supernatural stuff, but definitely some like a, uh, like survival uh type of elements to it to where you're literally having to take care of the car and not doing just like basic repairs and stuff like you did in the uh mad max game shout out to that game i love that game um from 2015 or whatever like no like like as you're driving through the car you gotta be mindful of the environment and places you're going through or whatever because you can damage your car or whatever. You can damage it to the point where like, hey, you your, your tires come off. And if you don't have a spare, you're kind of stranded until you can go and search for another one. And all these different like intricate parts of the car and stuff, whatever. And you're kind of going through this kind of like a, kind of like a, like a roguelike section to where like you're going to these kind of like rifts or, or tunnels or whatever. And collecting uh parts and stuff for your car to do these upgrades and stuff whatever to then go on another run to get further and further to solve this mystery of what's going on in this space that you're in or whatever and it just seems super intriguing super in-depth though like definitely not my cup of tea per se because i was like looking like all the different systems and stuff whatever and i was like yo this might be too much for me <laughs> though i will say if it ever someday gets like super cheap or goes on PlayStation Plus or they do a demo or a trial or whatever for it, I might give it a honest fair shot or whatever. Cause I'm like, you know what? This looks interesting enough to where I, I may, I would at least maybe want to get my hands on it. But like I said, it is like super intricate to where even the point to where it's like, Hey, uh, one of the, one of the previews is talking about like, Hey, if you do something on your passenger side or whatever, work on something and you leave your car door open or whatever, the car door isn't going to automatically close like most games with driving to where like you get in one side and all doors just close or whatever. Like, no, you can be driving. The door can be wide open and stuff. Or it might get yanked off if you hit a tree or whatever uh, to even where when you get out the car, you got to make sure you put it in park or put on your emergency brake or whatever. Because if you don't and you just hop out, the, hop out the car and it's still in drive, it might roll away and get damaged or whatever. So lots of interest and stuff like that or whatever. Um, but yeah, like so I just wanted to shout that one out because that was actually a really good game preview um, situation or whatever. So like so maybe somebody out there that hears this, that game might be of something of interest to you that you might want to put on your radar and uh, take a look at and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, and last kind of like little thing I'll say in regards to like game previews and stuff, whatever, is that Between this stuff with Pacific Drive and specifically stuff with Suicide Squad or whatever, it kind of made me think about uh, um, how I don't. Sometimes I don't know, and sometimes kind of glad that I'm in the position I'm in to where I'll just experience things of my own accord when I have the full thing or the ideal kind of situation to look at this thing and to talk about it because so many times, and this goes back to the subject of, you know, uninformed echoes or whatever, and people not doing 
proper research or whatever is that like they don't know sometimes all the conditions or whatever that a person was in when they got to see this small portion of the game that they're talking about because like i said back to the suicide squad thing whatever it was okay they played a little bit of the like the tutorial intro thing then got jumped ahead um, multiple chapters later in the game whatever with a different character and you know hey now hey here's all these weapons and and perks and skills and stuff whatever when that's not the way that the average person will experience the game and that's something i definitely try to keep in mind a lot of times with stuff like this and these preview events and stuff to where it's like okay you know what was how, how much of the game did you get to play and then what was kind of like the situation and stuff did you get to pick your character did you get to pick this and that or were you kind of just like hey here is you know spider-man 2 or whatever we're dropping you into the game you know uh 15 hours in you have all the skills and stuff already unlocked or whatever play for two hours or whatever and then come up with your preview and it's like yo that's not that's not the ideal situation to be in or whatever um so yeah so like i, said, I just wanted to, to, to mention that one last time before I move on from this and kind of why sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I ever want to get big enough <laughs> to do that type of stuff, whatever, um, you know, to, to kind of experience stuff in those situations, whatever. So, but hey, maybe if I ever did, I do have that stuff to be mindful of to make sure I, I inform my audience of like, hey, here are, this, here are the conditions in which I experienced this game or this show or this book or manga, whatever the case may be. So, Anywho, that's it for the game stuff, whatever. Um, like I said, lots of dope stuff coming. Looking forward to playing Prince of Persia, hopefully soon. I still need to finish up uh, um, God of War, Ragnarok, um, the Valhalla DLC and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, so looking forward to talking about more games in the coming uh, weeks. So, okay, just going to do a quick shout out to... Some of like my early thoughts on some of the uh, uh, winter anime that have come out. Because right now, uh, let me see. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight of the shows I've watched so far have already had their episode two out by the time I'm recording this Saturday night. Um, there was a few of them that just had their episode one this week, and then a couple of them will have had their episode two by the time y'all see this episode or whatever, so it is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, so overall, so in general, I am happy with what I am watching so far of the winter anime season. I'm already kind of like seeing some stuff that I'm already kind of even just like a couple episodes into, I'm kind of like, eh. Yes, I'm going to stick with this, or this might be a pause or wait, or you know what? I'm not even going to really waste my time <laughs> uh, uh, with this right now. So, I'm going to touch on the stuff that I am actively probably going to stick with. So, well, first off, I'm going to say, uh, well, no, no, I'll touch on that in a second. So, a couple continuation shows, whatever, just to show some love to it, as I always do. Both Free Run and Apothecary Diaries still continue to be awesome. Uh, well, we're on, we just had episode 14 of, of Apothecary Diaries and 18 of Free Run. 
So both still going very strong this season, and I love them. So new stuff. Uh, solo Solo Leveling has two episodes out now, whatever. Real solid, and as with the caveat of. I've already read majority of that series. Um, I still have not finished reading it, but I think I'm within like the last like 10 to 15 or so chapters of being close to the end. So I've experienced way past whatever they're going to cover in this season. Uh, but they've been solid. Good first two episodes, whatever. And so I like them. So not, not too much to say of that, of that series or whatever. And, and I guess I should give some context in case anybody that is listening to this whatever don't know what this stuff is <laughs> so solo leveling um basically takes place in a world where these dungeon rifts opened up about 10 years ago and a lot of people started getting these various um skills and abilities and stuff whatever but the thing is is that you know that everybody is classified by different ranks from the highest rank, which is like S or double S, um, which they haven't touched on the show, but basically S all the way down, you know, A, B, C, blah, 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 all the way down to E. And that is where our main character, Mr. Uh, uh, Sung Jin Woo is the main character who is class E weakest hunter in history. And so it basically follows his journey into a dungeon and then he ends up in a situation where he ends up getting the ability to level up and stuff and that's all I'm going to say on that because they haven't even gotten to all of that yet in these two episodes whatever so but that's kind of like the basic premise of the show whatever so definitely if you're into like real action heavy stuff whatever that's going to be something you want on your radar um Let's see, uh, A Sign of Affection. This is a romance series, which, let me see if I can put this up on my screen. Uh, and to, to specify a, a adult romance series where these are both young adults who are in college and stuff, and basically uh, the main character, she is deaf. And so she ends up encountering uh, this guy at school who he is a very charismatic uh, world traveling type of person or whatever. So he knows multiple languages and stuff, whatever. And it's kind of like love at first sight. Um, and so it has just been like very awesome. Um, the, the show itself just has like such a calming aesthetic to it and a calming vibe to it kind of reminds me of uh of kind of like a similar just like calming vibe of angel next door that uh that came out uh this time last year whatever but um but yeah like i said it has just been very awesome to kind of get this unique perspective of a love story with somebody who is deaf and kind of like how she sees the world and how she communicates how she feels and different things like that and then seeing this guy who is going above and beyond to kind of uh, come into her world and see how she feels and different things like that. So, uh, so, yeah, so a sign of affection, very awesome uh, romance series that I've 
that is definitely going to be a must watch for me weekly. Um, what else? Uh, oh, yes, this one. Oh, uh, the whoops, sorry. Okay, the Unwanted Undead Adventurer. So, this is a fantasy series that basically follows uh, the main character, his name is Rent, R-E-N-T-T. -T. I joked that I know that uh, that that's like the sign that he is on the struggle boat, the struggle bus, or going to be on the struggle bus with something in life when your name is Rent. <laughs> so... Basically, he is a hunter. Uh, he's he's hunting monsters and stuff for 10 years, but he's not the best at, uh, at it. He's still a pretty low-class um, adventurer and stuff, whatever. And so, but, you know, he is steady at his job. He is reliable at what he, what he does. And so, basically, uh, he ends up in a situation where he's in a in a dungeon or whatever. He kind of ends up in a, going down a secret path, a, a hidden passage kind of funny that that's what happened in solo leveling as well uh going on a passage that they shouldn't have and basically he, he ends up encountering a legendary dragon that kills him he stands no chance whenever he gets killed and so he comes back to life as a skeleton and so it is like a super interesting premise to where he starts off as just a skeleton with a sword or whatever but he realizes that as he is fighting and doing stuff, whatever, he is basically gaining experience. He is leveling up and stuff, whatever. And he is uh, uh, adapting, evolving, so to speak, whatever, to where even to the point to where, you know, he notices that he's starting to get a little bit more better coordinated. He's getting stronger. He's getting faster. Um and then he evolves into a ghoul that happens at the end of the first episode. He evolves into a ghoul. And so then he kind of starts being able to use some remnants of the magic and stuff that he could and different things like that or whatever. And so, so yeah, so it, it has been super intriguing uh, so far. And even like with this second episode, he encounters a Ricky adventurer or whatever who, you know, of course he knows, like, okay. And I love that he is a smart main character, a logical main character, to where he realizes that, hey, he can't just run out and like, hey, you know, whatever, trying to talk to her and like, okay, there's a ghoul in this dungeon, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but it's like, he conveys and he understands, he's cautious, and I am very interested to see where this one is going to go. So this is also high on my... Uh, weekly must watch list and stuff whatever because like I said just from that premise of this undead adventurer that is trying to figure out how to adjust and live um, this new way of life or whatever so bad so definitely very 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 intriguing um, setup with that one uh, another fantasy one but this one is an isekai uh that I think this is also going to be a kind of a comfort watch every week. And that is the wrong way to use healing magic. So our main character, Usato, basically kind of a, you know, just an ordinary average dude at school or whatever. He ends up uh, 
he ends up hanging out with basically the two most popular people in his school or whatever. And they kind of start to hit it off, whatever, and become friends. Well, all three of them get uh, summoned to another world to be heroes. But unfortunately, Asoto got summoned accidentally because it was supposed to just be the other two, whatever. And so the other two, the girl gets um, a lightning ability. And the guy, I think he gets light magic or something, whatever. Um, but... Uh, Usoto gets healing magic, which it seems like in this world, healing the uh, having healing magic is something to be revered and stuff. So and so he ends up uh, getting taken away and under the tutelage of somebody who is super strong named Rose, Captain Rose, uh, who is also uh, a healer and stuff. And so. Teaching him to get stronger because he needs to be uh, fit and able to adapt to things, whatever, to be able to support his friends, the heroes that are also getting their own form of training and stuff, whatever. And it is just like super fun just kind of watching these characters. It's like a fun uh, cast of supporting characters and stuff, whatever. So the wrong way to use healing magic is on my radar. Um, let's see what else is priority watch for me. Uh, uh, this one I I I don't know if it's gonna be a priority watch, but I'm enjoying these couple episodes so far, and that is uh the strongest tanks labyrinth race, <laughs> a mouthful. So basically, the main character he was part of. A party and he was a tank class so basically he specialized in shields and defenses and stuff well he ends up the hero of his party ends up kicking him out of the party because they feel like he is a burden and that his skills are unreliable so they're kicking him out and gonna go with some other some new people or whatever so on his journey whatever he discovers he gets uh, insight into a couple of hidden skills that he never knew what they were and that kind of changes the game for him and he kind of realizes that or you as a viewer kind of realize like yo his skills are super dope and i can't wait to at some point in the series it's going to come back around to where that hero dude is going to realize that like he is actually trash without this tank dude and so yeah, so yeah, basically he is going on a journey himself to find a cure for his sister's illness. Um, he does kind of have like, like like the sister complex trope or whatever, which, eh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, and he's also, he comes across this uh, uh, homunculus girl who specializes in combat and stuff as well. And so... It's going to be kind of interesting to see like how those two team up and form a party and stuff, whatever. So, I don't know. Like I said, it has some promise there. Um, not like a must-must watch for me or whatever, but entertaining enough so far. Um, but like I said, I could see myself kind of maybe uh, falling off and letting maybe a couple episodes um, build up for maybe like a binge later on. Uh, oh. Uh, Delicious in Dungeon. 
this is one that was on my radar heavy going into the winter season because I had heard such high praise of the manga from a lot of people whose opinions that I trust for a while. And I know the, the, the manga actually just ended um, in the later half of 2023 last year. So the manga uh, finished fairly recently or whatever. But when I saw that there was an anime coming out and that the anime is being done by Studio Trigger, I was like, okay, I need to see what's going on with this show or whatever. So, so yeah, so Delicious in Dungeon basically follows a set of adventurers who are traveling through this dungeon to rescue one of them's, uh, one of the main characters, his sister, uh, from a situation with a dragon. And along the way, because they're short on resources and finances or whatever, they're having to survive off of their environment and that leads them to cooking and eating monsters like wild monsters and plants and stuff that they encounter as they go throughout this dungeon so that's basically like the basic premise of setup of this whatever and so this one is airing on netflix and one thing that i love about that is that it is dubbed in like a dozen different languages week to week so I'm watching the English dub. It has been super dope, super clean. So that's how I'm watching it. But yeah, it's just like a fun um, adventure show. Um, kind of reminds me of a little bit of like, at least like the starting part of like a uh, campfire cooking that I enjoyed that came out earlier last year as well. So, so yeah, so Delicious in Dungeon. That's another must watch on my radar. Um, Let me see. Uh, some other stuff that I kind of checked out, um, and I'm not even going to bother pulling a lot of these up, but uh, uh, Mr. Villain's Day Off. There's only one episode out so far. Episode 2 comes out tomorrow, I think. But so far, it basically follows a villain on his day off. So he's kind of kind of like a big bad on the villain side versus like some rangers and stuff. And it's just kind of like, just like, a, kind of like a fun slice of life show about this big bad but how he tries to dis distance himself from work and work related ob uh, obligations and stuff on his day off because he just wants to chill and have fun so it kind of gives me a little bit of maybe it might be in that kind of like yakuza's babysitter pocket a little bit as far as like vibes so i don't know like so i'll see once i watch episode two tomorrow but i enjoy that first episode um hokkaido girls are super adorable that was a super fun first episode um that kind of gave me similar uh just like fun vibes as like a uh a uh my dress up darling type of situation to where you have a very popular girl who um is befriending a kind of like a uh more quiet sheltered guy or whatever so this guy he moves to Hokkaido from Tokyo, so from the big city to the small kind of like country area or whatever, and um, instantly meets this like really popular cute girl or whatever, and just teasing shenanigans ensue. So like I so said, it's just, just like a very fun, very fun, uh, kind of like a rom-com, a romantic comedy type of uh, show. So maybe one to check out. Uh, Another isekai that's kind of on my radar is uh, Dr. Elise. 
Now, this one is interesting because this is a kind of like, like a like a re re incarnation because she was like a princess or, so, or something of this fantasy world. She was horrible to everybody around her or whatever. Well, she died, was reborn in kind of like a more modern, uh, technologically advanced world, became one of like the best surgeons in the world, ends up dying in a plane crash, and ends up getting sent back to her first life um, again. So that's kind of interesting to where I was like, okay, she died realized she was a crappy person changed her life around became a top-notch life-saving surgeon in the world died again and went back and so now she's kind of trying to figure out how to do better and be better with her original life and family and stuff try to turn things around there and potentially use some of her medical expertise from her previous life uh, or from her second life now in her first slash third life again so i don't know i love my isekai stuff whatever and y'all know i loved uh parallel for parallel world pharmacy that came out a couple years ago so willing to give it a shot um let me see uh the first episode of the witch and the beast finally came out and so the kind of the premise of this one is kind of weird to try to describe but basically it follows this maybe a witch dude or whatever and this kind of maybe monster girl as they're kind of like trying to track down a specific witch to break a curse and that's kind of like the basic level way I can describe it but it was very intriguing um, just like the characters the world some very dope action scenes and stuff in it and some mystery and stuff too um, and very, very bloody and violent and stuff too, whatever. But I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. Cause like I said, I've I've heard people mention this as far as like like one of like the best kind of like fantasy series, um, manga wise so far out up there with uh, Free Ren and Magus of the Library and uh, uh, Witch Hat Atelier. So I'm like, okay, I love Witch Hat. I love Magus of the Library. Um, I love Free Run, so I'm like, okay, uh, Witch and the Beast. And so I've had volume one of the manga for a while, just hadn't popped it, popped it open yet. Uh, and especially when I heard that there was an anime, I was like, you know what, let me try being an anime only person for maybe an episode or two. But one thing I will say that a lot of people point out or whatever is that like the show looks okay, but some of like the detail and stuff of the art of the manga is kind of top notch so i think i'm gonna end up uh diving into this this manga and stuff whatever and maybe doing a comparison of that after a few episodes um later this month so we'll see but yeah so that one was interesting uh sasaki and peeps this is one that i still don't know how i fully fully feel about it but i'm still intrigued so First episode was 48 minutes long, and it basically follows a, a Sasaki, a middle-aged office worker who ends up going to get a pet just because, you know, he's feeling drained, but kind of feeling lonely when wanting a companion, so he ends up getting this, like, small bird. 
this bird ends up being able to talk because the bird was a reincarnation of somebody from this fantasy world that has magic and all this stuff, whatever, and ends up taking Sasaki <laughs> to this magical world or whatever. And so it kind of starts off with him traveling to this magic world, helping out this bird, but also like selling earthly items in this fantasy world or whatever. But then it later turns into him also getting the ability to use magic and stuff himself and getting drawn into this secret organization to where there are actually other people on Earth or at least in Japan that have special abilities and stuff too. And so they go, they basically are kind of like, kind of like an FBI type of organization where they track down and monitor these people with abilities and stuff, whatever. And so, yes, yeah, so I don't know, like I said, it's a very intriguing premise. And so, like I said, I really enjoyed that first episode. Um, I started episode two. I think I need to finish it. Or no, maybe I did finish episode two. Um, but anyway, it's it's interesting because this is one of those series that has, it has both a light novel and a manga, but the light novel is what I've always seen first. And when I saw it, I was like, okay, the cover looks interesting. But I was like, oh, it's a light novel. I'm not supposed to read all that. <laughs> and so it's been very interesting to see this show come out. So like I said, it's still on the fence on how highly I would recommend it. But it is definitely one that has garnered my attention. Now, another series that is based off of a light novel that I don't, I'm still kind of feeling less sure about it or whatever. But it is, uh, uh, sure. So, in this series, so, so, so the Demi King has died, and, um, a host of demigods capable of failing him have inherited the world. Um, uh, and so, I don't know, so it kind of follows this guy who is from supposedly another world known as a traveler. And he's kind of going all around doing, I'm not fully sure what, but I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's weird for me to even try to describe what this is because even after two episodes, I'm still not fully sure like what the cohesive plot is with this shit. Um, I've just enjoyed it so far because it's been, the action has been interesting. The world and the characters in it have been interesting but like i said so far there is no one plot thread going through it yet and that's kind of like what's kind of has me on the fence about it to where it's like i feel like there's something here with the world and these characters and these legendary figure figures and stuff whatever but i don't know so like i said i'm still kind of cautiously watching it and stuff whatever so but i don't know i don't know it might be one that i might pause and maybe circle back to um once there's multiple episodes for me to check out and to watch it once so uh but yeah so those are kind of it for like the main things i've checked out so far um let me see there was one i watched what was this yesterday called the weakest tamer began a journey to pick up trash i don't know there might be something there I don't know. Like I said, I don't really have much to say on it or whatever. 
But I watched that first episode and I was kind of like, eh, kind of, kind of slow to get the wheels turning on the story and stuff or whatever. But I'm like, there might be something there. Uh, Classroom of the Elite season three. I think I'm gonna wait until it is dubbed and done, cause that's I think that's how I got into season one, and I enjoy season two as well. But I think I might just wait for all the episodes to be done on that. Um, same thing with uh, Tsukamichi Moonlit F- Fantasy Season 2 because I just watched Season 1 a few months ago whatever, and really enjoyed it. So I'm I'm cool on just waiting for this to be dubbed and done. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, I still need to check out that Metallic Rogue show. Uh, that Tales of Wedding Rings, don't know about that one yet. I watched that first episode interesting <laughs> uh definitely in the in the etchy camp but i don't know if i'm gonna check out any more of that one um there's a couple other things that i'm kind of looking at on this list or whatever that i might get around to at some point uh yeah but i don't know nothing 100 percent that like super 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 screams like hey you gotta watch this now which I am fine with because um, I'm busy enough with enough shows. Um, one thing I was very saddened about that I didn't get a chance to see or whatever is that uh, so so they announced a few months ago that they were doing a sequel to The Great Pretender anime. Very, very hype. Very excited about that. I love The Great Pretender. Um, but then it was, it was revealed that it was going to be a movie, which, okay, cool it's gonna be a movie or whatever but they did a super ultra limited run of the movie last week so when I, I heard about the dates like a month ago or whatever and I was annoyed then and then I was annoyed again when I heard that hey yeah the it's coming out so it came out on I think the 8th and 9th or the 9th and 10th basically it was Tuesday and Wednesday last week and on top of that, now I've talked about before, like when I went to go see The Boy and the Heron and the Blue Giant anime movies and stuff last year, whatever, is that I am very fortunate that me living in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex and Funimation having a headquarters and stuff here, now Crunchyroll, I guess, but I still say Funimation, that we get a plethora of access to. Not not just to being able to see a lot of these anime movies and stuff, whatever, or special screenings, but a lot of times there's no problem finding a theater. Like multiple theaters across the whole Metroplex are usually showing this stuff, whatever. Well, Great Pretender. Not only was it only on two days in the middle of the week, but there was only one theater in the whole DFW Metroplex that was showing it. And because of where it is if it was on the weekend i could have justified making the trip out there to go see or whatever but it being on a work day or whatever middle of the week especially with the other life stuff i got going on i couldn't justify right now going to see that movie which which saddened me because i'm like man i really would have loved to been able to watch this whatever but it is what it is but i i I hate when I dislike when they do um, stuff like this, and I hope that maybe they'll put it on streaming services at a later date 
or bring it back to theaters later on or whatever. So, so yeah. So, but aside from that, that's pretty much it for uh, the uh, winter anime stuff that I have checked out and stuff that has caught my attention so far. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna end that here. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed my discussion on, uh, you know, on Suicide Squad and kind of how, you know, us as people doing better about, you know, doing more due diligence with these, uh, with a lot of just like online coverage and stuff that happens with a lot of media, not just games, but TV shows, movies, manga, whatever the case may be, whatever, to get context for the person and how they got to experience the thing and all that stuff, whatever. But, um, but yeah, so, um, don't know if I'll be, if I'll have an episode next week or not or whatever, um, with, you know, stuff still going on family-wise, but I do have more manga reviews and discussions planned to come out soon and like I said some great games are on the horizon and I'm looking forward to watching more awesome TV shows and stuff whatever so because I, I ended up pausing my Peaky Blinders watch through um, which probably because of the family stuff that happened and I kind of wanted to get away from some of the heavier stuff in that but I'm also now reading through this uh this super dope manga series uh Rainbow you know the seven from uh Cell 6 Block 2 so, Benu, enough rambling, it's late. Um, I'm ready to eat and chill and snuggle up for this uh, cold front come in. So, uh, so thank y'all so much for watching and or listening. Um, as always, you can find me everywhere at Danny's Talk. If you want to talk, conversate, hit me up. I would love to talk to y'all. Uh, share your thoughts on anything I discussed today from the Suicide Squad game to demos to the winter anime and everything in between and uh and yeah um <laughs> um as i always say treat yourself to something nice read some manga watch some anime tv and movies play some video games and live your best life and with that your boy is out y'all stay safe y'all stay warm and i'll catch y'all in the next one Peace. <laughs> Whoops.